1: Hello, everyone. Welcome to Blunt Business here on CannabisRadio.com. Thanks so much for joining us here. My next guest is pursuing to bring their brand's hemp farming from Colorado to Arizona and will be part of the anticipated boom in hemp agriculture in the state of Arizona. Here to tell us about Populum CBD is the CEO and founder, Gunhee Park. Gunhee, thanks for joining us here on Blunt Business.
2: Yeah, thanks for having me. Excited to be here. Oh,
1: My pleasure. And we haven't had a chance to talk too much about hemp, especially in the state of Arizona, but we're whenever we get a chance to talk about hemp agriculture and just what's been going on, it gives us an opportunity to talk a lot of different uh, subjects when it is related to CBD, CBD and hemp. Now, with the explosion of CBD as a new frontier in modern self-care, Populum has set out to create a modern and approachable hemp oil brand unbridled by the confines of the stigma attached to hemp products, especially during their recently launched rebrand, which was designed with the intention to make the product feel safe and trustworthy, as well as break down the quote-unquote sketchiness that people may feel when shopping for hemp CBD oil. We've been hearing a lot about that, too. That was back in November. So we're now here in August as we record. Talk to me, Gunny, about the progress made to quell this sketchiness.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So when we first started back in 2016, that was really the main mission uh, behind our our brand, Uh, especially at the time, if you can um, imagine three years ago, uh, when it when it comes to CBD, um, there was a lot of misinformation and exaggerated uh, claims out there about, you know, essentially CBD being uh, some form of panacea. Uh, a QRL, right? and I think that to a certain extent that exists today and so, to 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 a certain extent some people think that um it is some form of snake oil but I think with the penetration of CBD in all areas of the wellness space uh, there's a lot more awareness of what CBD is and um also there's been a lot more um sophisticated brands that have come in that are doing uh similar that have the similar mission statement of bringing high quality products to their customers. So uh, we're proud to have been pioneers in that front and, um, focusing a lot on our branding and packaging to, uh, be as transparent as possible to our customers over the past uh, couple years. And I think our customers really do appreciate that. The fact that we share all our lab results and we're very simple and, uh, transparent in how we communicate our products to our customers so it's been a very gratifying uh, couple of years in, in how we grew with um, with our customers.
1: And it's got to be something to be said about how well, we did an event in Miami just this uh, last month in the last two weeks as we uh, had a competing event going on at the same time which featured over 200 CBD companies and the idea I can only imagine is in what we were talking about at our conference was the fact that CBD won't just be the end-all be-all when it comes to the phytocannabinoids that are out there that will be featured in new products in the future, but right now CBD is the end thing. And when you bring up the sketchiness of what's being put out there, we see it because we see what products are being put out in gas stations and bodegas and stores that, you know, when they're not from a dispensary and they're not from a vape store and they're not from any place that you would normally represent or, you know, associate with uh, CBD, then you have to, that sketchiness is going to go ahead and, you know, that red flag is going to get raised. I just imagine when you look at this all, do you see the same thing I see where there's just so many CBD companies out there that are all trying to latch on to this, but they're, but by the end of this is all said and done, like by the end of another year or so, we might see a lot of these companies just go away and hopefully the cream of the crop stays at the top.
2: Yeah we've uh, as you mentioned, there we've seen a, like a flood of you know, mom and pop, very small brands popping up essentially because it's gotten so easy to white label um, CBD products and um, try to just quick, make a quick buck. Uh, and that's been a big drive of the CBD industry's growth over the, over the past year since you know the th- farm bill passed in yeah. end of last year.
1: With um, not, with not enough regulation and with not enough uh, compliance on top of that
2: yeah yeah so it's it's almost this flooding without any type of guardrails right so um, but to your point I, I think it's um about the like potentially buying CBdo from gas stations or or other other smoke shops and things like that uh, I think that's a good point because I was actually just laughing at this meme I saw the other day, where, you know, you you hear about the potential benefits of CBD oil, right? Like, um, there's a lot of um, information out there that it can help with uh, conditions X, Y, and Z. Yeah. And the meme was talking about, oh yeah, so let me just go buy that at a gas station, right? And uh, <laughs> <laughs> so it's essentially talking about, oh, it's supposed to be this cure-all, yeah. and um, you you don't even like, really check the quality. But that type of problem is really happening um, across the board, where you can really find CBD in so many different types of stores. And also, when you go online, and obviously, a popular destination of buying anything is Amazon. And what's funny is Amazon's actually still prohibits having CBD products on their platform. But when you yeah. type CBD oil on their you know, search bar, um, you'll see a search result flooded with um, titles claiming to be hemp oil. They obviously can't oh. use the term CBD. But when you type it, algorithmically, they pop those up, and the the quality and the transparency behind those parts are really bad, where, um, for instance, we sell products ranging from 250 milligram to 1,000 milligram CBD concentrated products. You go on Amazon, and suddenly there's these brands claiming they have like 30,000 milligrams, 80,000 milligrams, and you're like what does that even mean what like what's in there that you can actually claim that is a ridiculous amount of numbers so those type of um things definitely is concerning and so what we put as a focal point and what we do is really educating the customers of how to read the label even if it's not buying from us um how do you try to at least try to do an apples to apples comparison across brands because that's clearly something that's um confusing for somebody who's just getting into cbd
1: now popular has undergone a recent rebrand including a new clean colorful and playful new packaging you have a new updated website and e-commerce experience and has come natural to the company with their growing reputation in the market as a premium product aiming to introduce hemp to the mainstream market now talk to me about the change of packaging and what went into that
2: now, i think um when we originally started we were going for more of a Clean, minimalistic look, but uh, CBD at the end of the day is a dietary. We're sell- we're promoting, and um, offering it to our customers as a dietary supplement. And we recognize that um, there's almost a little bit of intimidation with the direction we were headed, where it almost looked more like a clinical product. So we really focused on in our not only our packaging but on our website experience. How do we try to blend in, um, showing the quality of our product, and also um, a transparency of where our ingredients are coming from and how our product is formulated. So more of that educational piece as well, while also being customer friendly with the look and the vibe of how our products come off. So those three really things, quality, um, transparency and educational piece. And also, just you know, that friendly piece of somebody picking up a product, be like, oh, I kind of want to try this out. Um, those are kind of the focal points of uh, what went into our redesign, and I, I it really has paid off. Uh, we now have over 1,000 active subscribers who are getting our products from from us on a monthly basis. Um, it's, it's it's been a huge testament to. Um, not only our customer response to our new packaging, but also the efficacy of, of our product as well. So, been um, very rewarding over the past year.
1: Now, we're here with the CEO and founder of Populum CBD, Gun Heat Park, and we're going to go ahead and return with him with uh, questions about hemp and the state of hemp marketing in Arizona. We're going to talk about that in just a moment. Stay with us.
0: Rolling into some sponsors, but we'll be right back with more blunt business.
2: Hey, it's Nick Hexum from 311 and you're listening to Cannabis Confidential with Dr. Dina on CannabisRadio.com.
0: the business of cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot proved by the man who run high times. Oh, yeah. Get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc.
1: natural substances produce the results that CBD is producing in the animals that we are testing on.
2: It's a dog's life with Angela Ardolino, only on Cannabis Radio.
0: I hope you didn't forget about us because we're back with Blunt Business on CannabisRadio.com.
1: We're back with the CEO and founder of Populum CBD, Gunny Park, here on Plump Business. So May 14, 2018. In Arizona, Senate Bill 1098 was signed by Governor Ducey that will authorize the Arizona Department, Department of Agriculture to license qualified applicants to grow and process industrial hemp starting in the summer of 2019, where we are today. So, talk to me, Gunny, about the move and extent of the hemp boom Arizona can look forward to and how you, uh, how your team at Popular was looking to take advantage of that.
2: Yeah, so that was obviously very exciting news uh, for us, uh, being headquartered in Tempe, Arizona. Um, for when we first started and for the till today, we've uh, had to work with farms and other suppliers in neighboring states such as Colorado. Obviously, much more progressive when it comes to both hemp and uh, marijuana side of uh, side of things. So, Arizona went last year passed the their hemp farming act to become the 39th state um, in the country to authorize and pilot a hemp program. And they took about a year to finalize everything. And this year, in 2019, is when hemp farming will first first get started. So there's a little. There's a lot of uncertainty still um, um, still to be seen how it plays out because the first season really hasn't uh, fully um, gone – it hasn't really gone through yet. But we're really excited to for Arizona to be part of the hemp program just because if you think about how much hemp has grown in states such as Colorado, California, and the Pacific Northwest um, – and not even not to mention you know the east coast states such as kentucky and tennessee i think hemp or arizona is primed to really take advantage of this i think the customer awareness is already there because of the the how long medical marijuana has been legal in arizona and what we've seen as a brand is that there's a lot of people out there that want and recognize the benefits of cannabis but they actually don't want the psychoactive side. So they're actually um, very curious and look for um, hemp-derived supplement products uh, because they don't like the THC aspect. So um, we're excited to see how the state itself will grow um, as this pilot program uh, gets put into motion this year.
1: Let's talk about now the actual farm bill in regards to Arizona. Here's some of the things we already know so far. The Arizona Department of Agriculture will still retain primary oversight of a licensing and compliance program. Growers, harvesters, transporters, and processors are still required to be licensed by the department. It will allow for the commercialization of industrial hemp, allows for the inter- interstate shipment of industrial hemp under the provisions of a licensing program. Crops are eligible for USDA F- FSA crop insurance and future USDA grant opportunities so is it mean this is full speed ahead with production are there any things that you see that's going to be done for arizona that you might take advantage of what is your thoughts on um where we are with the bill and the implementation for arizona
2: yeah for us personally as a, or as a brand um we haven't fully considered migration over to arizona just because as i mentioned earlier. Uh, the farming aspect still has to fully happen and we need to see how the cultivation and uh, the total acreage comes out to be. But the latest numbers that I've seen was that uh, about 200 applicants are going through the process of uh, becoming growers and processors. And of those, I, I believe about 30 to 40 have the application has been complete and they're really, they're ready to execute. So um there's, they're definitely still at that ramp up stage, but when it comes to um, the areas that you mentioned and how Arizona's law um, will play out, I, I think it, they've done a good job of, you know, fully thinking about all aspects of of the hemp supply chain, from growing to processing to transportation. Uh, the only thing will be that they're, you know, several years behind some of the other states that have legalized and. Um, those states are essentially neighboring states so they've t- they have a, a pretty f- unfair advantage uh, in regards to that but at the same time because of the infrastructure that's been built in Arizona with the medical marijuana side, I do know that a lot of them are interested um, not necessarily switching over to hemp but ad- adding hemp to their their infrastructure. So uh, a lot of medical marijuana growers I know are interested. So we'll see, see how it plays out. But in terms of how they're, um, how they've set up the bill and how the uh, department of agriculture of Arizona have implemented or are implementing the program, uh, I do believe it is very promising. So um it's excited to see how uh, the rest of 2019 plays out in 2020, I think is when we'll really see the results come in of um, the the results of how how many farmers have adopted it and the results they've had from farming. Have
1: you had a chance to do anything or uh, work with anybody so far that has talked about the issues where the FDA has been so slow to implement and they're still trying to take in information as if, well, the bill's been passed, but, oh, we still have a whole lot more work we need to do to really allow, you know, full implementation which would only be much more advantage for you, say, since you already started in Colorado, you have now expanded operations to Arizona. This, would this be hindering future expansion for you right now?
2: In terms of the FDA, so when it comes to farming, uh, it actually is more relevant, the actions that USDA will will put into motion. And I know uh, at this time, they uh, over the past several months, they've had hearings to Learn more about how the hemp farming has been and what kind of guidelines and regulations should be put into place. And so a lot of speakers and industry leaders from the hemp industry have taken part in those hearings. So when it comes to the FDA, that's more of the the restrictions that will be put into the place of on the brands and the final products, what kind of um, regulations they'll have there. Uh, From the FDA side, it's been it's been really slow moving, to be honest, from what everything we've heard so far. And and to be fair, I think one of the reasons is because uh, FDA really didn't start getting into this until the 2018 farm bill passed. So they're really playing catch up. The industry has already kind of exploded in its own niche. Uh, in 2018, I think the final numbers came that it's uh, did about. CBD sales was close to about eight hundred million dollars in revenue, annual revenue. So when you think about that, uh, I think FDA is trying to really just get a grasp of how to even put restrictions behind this. An analogy I've heard actually um, to compare is is with the vaping industry. It almost it took FDA almost ten plus years to come up with. Uh, formal guidelines, and even then, I think there's a little lot of gray areas in the vaping side. So, um, there's been some rumors and you know predictions that, if, when it comes to the FDA, it's going to take multiple years before things get finalized.
1: So, one other question before we go and go to break, I was just, just a curious uh, and very interesting, is the fact that uh, you're a graduate of Arizona State University, but yet the business started in Colorado. And I guess with your ties to the community here, how important was it for you to bring Populum to Arizona?
2: Yeah, yeah. And just to clarify, I actually started the business in Arizona. But uh, the building out the supply chain and finding our suppliers had to be in Colorado. So we still have a fulfillment center and uh, operations out of Arizona. Just when it comes to our sourcing and, and extraction facilities and things like that those are um, done in Colorado. So in that regard, this um, this new development with how things will play out in Arizona, we have a very keen interest because uh, when you think about our supply chain, obviously much more ideal if we can find more local partners uh, in that regard. Absolutely. And uh, for, for us, being in Arizona is, um, uh, very important uh, because of the fact that we' I have a fond interest there went to college there. Um, and as a business, we actually have have had more advantages of being in Arizona. I mean, theoretically, when you think about it, Colorado has been inundated with um, competition when it starting from the marijuana side but now the hemp side of because there are so many uh, businesses that are you know based off hemp and marijuana, it's been uh, our, to our advantage to be in a state where it's, it hasn't flooded as much and we're able to stand out more and be able to tell our story better of um, what Populum has to offer.
1: Let's go back out to another break. We're here with Gunny Park, the CEO and founder of Populum CBD, CBD. We'll go ahead and continue with more questions here with Gunny as we wrap things up here on Blunt Business here on CannabisRadio.com
0: The cannabis industry is growing almost as fast as the cannabis and hemp being planted and harvested. Where, when, and how fast will the cannabis and hemp industries continue to climb? Who will be the people leading the charge into that promised land of profit? Let's pursue those answers and more. With the Plant Profits.
1: Welcome to another episode of Plant Profits. I am Burt Miller, your host. As you guys know, the purpose of this show is to introduce you to some of the most forward-thinking executives and companies in the cannabis industry.
0: Plant Profits, only on CannabisRadio.com. I hope you didn't forget about us, because we're back with Blunt Business on CannabisRadio.com.
1: We've been talking about CBD and hemp, uh, and hemp in terms of the state of Arizona, here with Gunny Park, the CEO and founder of Populum CBD. We mentioned earlier in the top of the show about the issues with CBD and where it's being sold and how it's being sold. Well, recently I referenced a Consumer Reports article that stated that, quote, "...as CBD has become federally legal and finds its way into the mainstream... A 2019 survey from Consumer Reports found that 26% of Americans have tried CBD in the past two years, and two national retailers, drugstores, CVS and Walgreens, say they plan to sell CBD in a handful of states, having products free of contaminants and containing what is claimed what, what is claimed as critical. Do you feel there's any, the, any cause for concern as to who sells products, say if your product gets sold in those stores, if you want it to be sold in those stores, when it's not a licensed dispensary?
2: For us as a brand, we don't have concerns in in that regard. I, I think more importantly, um, it'll it's from the the customers' perspective, uh, it'll be more important for them to be conscious of where they're buying um, their products. For instance, uh, as we mentioned at the beginning of our conversation, uh, when you think about buying a supplement that you know is geared towards benefiting your body, buying something at a Gas station or you know um, a local hole in the wall store might might not be the best place, right? So being conscious of um, what store you're buying from as a consumer, I think, is important, and 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 also being educated of what to look out for. So um, doing the research of hey, what what is a quality brand? What should I look out for? Like, are they providing lab results? Are they um, doing third bar- independent uh, lab testing and as a brand, are, is this a brand that's going to be around in the next six months to a year? Um, are they are they transparent with what they're doing? So that's on the consumer side, but um, I I personally don't am not an advocate where of CBD only being sold in dispensaries because for our core mission was that CBD should be a dietary supplement right. uh, that everybody should be taking in the in the long term. But now, Gunny,
1: let me ask you this now. As we know with CVS and Walgreens, whenever they have supplements or any kind of medicines, you know, mm-hmm. just like there's prescriptions that are generic or brand, do you see there might be the opportunity that CVS and Walgreens might be putting upon themselves to create generic brands? And what they would do is they might partner up with a company that can provide this at a much lower cost and try to go ahead and price down the market. Would you be afraid of that happening?
2: I think that's the general...
1: I feel not like that's the direction scary. they want to go. Is that they see another yeah, yeah, place to go and sell products, make them generic, bring the prices down forty percent or so, and have the same ingredients they would say as somebody else.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's definitely not just CVS and Walgreens, right? That's the general fear of when the big consumer brands potentially um, come come into this space, uh, whether it's a pharmaceutical company or just a big consumer brand like Unilever or, or, or whatnot, what if they just come develop products and then they just flood the market with, with um, because they have the scale, right? They just flood the market with low end or low priced products. But I th- when you think about it compared to um, other, other supplements or let's just compare it with like caffeine and coffee, as much as there are generic brands out there, I still think when it comes to a wellness product for your body, there's always going to be a demand for customers who are looking for higher quality, um, higher quality products for from uh, specialty brands. So um, while you can get coffee or wine from stores at you know two, three dollars, um, there you can also get the same type of um, coffee beans or, or alcohol products, ranging for hundreds of dollars, right? So, um, to a certain extent, you can already tell that CBD is getting commoditized, as and there is that fear. But I still think that when people are thinking about their what they want, what they want to put in their body, there's always going to be um, uh, enough people and a market for people who are looking for higher quality products and not the generic brands.
1: Exactly, all right. Well said. Gunny, I really appreciate you taking the time to answer a few questions with us and uh, having you featured on the show. Now, one of the things that's very interesting right now when it comes to populum is you now recently launched full spectrum hemp CBD capsules. And also, uh, and so it has 750 milligrams of CBD and two active ingredients. Um, tell me a little bit about this new product. It's now in soft gel capsules. Tell me about this, and tell me. Uh, take a minute to talk to our listeners about what else is uh, available through Populum, and where they can find it.
2: Yeah. No. Um, so when we first started, we offered a very simple line of products, mainly with our tinctures. Uh, we found that sublingual absorption, which is taking CBD under your tongue, dropping it under your tongue, yeah. has the highest uh, absorption rate and the mo- and best efficacy. However, we also um, are always listening to our customers, and one of the big, one of the biggest feedback was, "Hey, if I, um, I I just don't like placing something under under my tongue, or I'm traveling a lot, I just want convenience, and that's where uh, we found that capsules actually work better. It's it's for the person for the people who who are traveling, who are on the road, who have a busy schedule, and they just want to take some capsules uh, and pop it, you know, pop it with a uh, glass of water. So." Uh, capsules have were derived from consumer our customer demand, and so now we offer uh, tinctures, and we uh, have three different concentrations for our customers, right? starting from 250 milligram, 500 milligram, and 1,000 milligram. We, our most recently released product are our capsules, and we have our 750 milligrams, and we're looking to launch a lower end 450 milligram product in the next couple of weeks. And then we also offer uh, a topical. It's called our cold therapy hemp rub, and it's a lot of customers who want to do more spot treatment of any aches and and and, um, and pains. Uh, they love the. It has a really cooling effect, also with the the CBD infusion. So a lot of our uh, customers who. Um, you want to apply it to their knees, their elbows, uh, some type of muscle group. Uh, it's been very popular there. And then lastly, we also offer a, a pet tincture. So a lot of um, pets uh, have some type of anxiety or arthritis mm-hmm. condition, um, separation anxiety or storm anxiety. Uh, they've uh, Those dogs or cats have been... Um, we see a lot of customers send in pictures of how much it's helped their helped their pets. So that's a little bit about Populum's lineup. You can find us at Populum.com, or you can also uh, find us on social media with the handle at Get Populum. Uh, so those are some ways you can um, find and learn more about us. So
1: again, P-O-P-U-L-U-M.com is where to go and go find that. Mission is to make pure, high-quality hemp accessible, affordable, and truthful to everyone. So thank you, Gunny, for being here on the show. Really do appreciate you being with us here on Blunt Business. Thanks so much.
2: Thank you for having me.
1: All right. So with that said, we're going to go and leave it there. Thank you so much, everyone, for going and listening here to Blunt Business here on CannabisRadio.com. It's, of course, where you can find the show each and every week. You can also subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Thank you for listening.